Welcome to the Tesla Life with your host, Mark Coughlin. Ah, I don't, I don't there hear. There we go. There we go. Okay, so I hear, I hear you. Do you hear me? Yes, I hear you, Casey. <laughs> okay. That was weird. Well, we don't hear Mark. Yeah. All right. It's still, you can see you don't get the yellow box around you when you talk, Mark. That means no one's hearing you. Uh oh. Yeah, and it was working. He for was me. talking like a second ago. <laughs> oh, I didn't hear who, him at all. Who, oh, I heard him. We were talking when we were picking the stories. Oh right, yes, before the show. You're right. But, right. Uh, How's that? There we That's go. Much better. There so, we so go. Before we get started, we got a full chat. We got uh, we got Derek and Dana and uh, me <laughs> and Robert William. Nice. Yes. Hello, right. everybody. Welcome to the Test Live number two sixty nine, August thirty first, twenty twenty two. How is everybody yes. tonight? Hope everyone is doing well. You can see that our production is partway on the road tonight. Some of us are at home base and some of us are on the road. I'll let you figure out who is who. <laughs> but uh, There's a little sign the there in the background that's a hint. <laughs> Stop giving away yes, clues, exactly. Patrick. Come on, we're letting everyone play the game. Over there, over there. <laughs> Way over there. <laughs> yes, indeed. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So we got a bunch of news tonight, uh, and we've got to keep things uh, quick and concise because Casey does not want to be charged overage fees at the supercharger. So one dollar per minute. You're welcome, Elon. <laughs> <laughs> Look Look if you out. have to, if you have to take a break and go unplug or move, uh, that's okay. You can do yeah, that. Yeah, we'll let you do that. <laughs> what I'll probably do is unplug and hope it's not a full uh, full site when that happens, and then then I'll just skip that after that. Uh, so. Uh, what I'm doing for, for, for this part of the, the project of what I'm up to, like it's multifaceted, but what I'm doing now is, you know how everybody says, oh, you can't go on long trips in an electric car, blah, blah, blah. So I left Virginia at noon yesterday, and we haven't stopped rolling other than um, a couple times instead of using a better route planner suggestion of, you know, the bare minimum charge to get to the next stop, we went with the Tesla's suggestion, which is like 50 to an hour and a half um, <laughs> between stations. And what I would do during those longer ones is I would nap. Uh, but most of the time, mm -hmm. the Tesla was reasonable for between 30 and 40 minutes, even with my older battery. But um, yeah, so here we are uh, at 18.04 local time the next day. And, uh, and we're now in Sioux Falls, South Dakota um, from, from just south of D.C. So take that, whoever says you can't travel in an EV quickly yeah, overnight. You're, you're I, I need to be able to take 1,000-mile journeys at the drop of a hat. 
How much more drop of a hat is that? <laughs> You're halfway across the continent. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Yeah. Well, let's get rolling uh, with oh, the news this week. <laughs> oh, sorry. I completely <laughs> lost. After, after I got the mute going, I am, I am flustered. <laughs> Patrick, uh, how are you doing today from the coast? I'm good. Uh, it's it's a hot one here today. We've had uh, some of uh, the rush hour energy events, and our uh, virtual power wall was uh, plant was tapped by the local utility. Should oh. be uh, so. Uh, yep, it's uh, it's hot, but it's uh, it's all good here. Let's How many rolling. times has that been this year that your system's been uh, tapped? Oh, uh, at least three. Uh, at least yeah. three. Mm-hmm. Okay. Probably more like five, but I haven't kept track. Okay. Very good. Well, uh, on to the first story this week. Uh, this is this is a bizarre story that just showed up yesterday, last night, really. Um, the uh, the insurance uh, group uh, called AXA um, they performed a bit of a demonstration that was really perplexing. And uh, what we've got here is uh, we've got the ability to show you uh, what it is. Um, so we're going to share the screen here. There we go. And you see this uh, Model S sitting on its roof? Can you guys see that? Yes. Okay. So it even got the initials on it, AXA. So they painted the car up. They put it on a test track. And they did a demonstration to show that battery fires can be dangerous. So what they did is they uh, ran this car uh, in front of a bunch of uh, people watching the presentation. Uh, It went up on uh, a ramp, it flipped over, and then it caught fire. Right, and the ramp was only only on one side to force it to flip over. Correct. There was, yeah. (laughs) So sort of like the ones they used to to do the the two-wheel To do uh, stunt shows, yeah, exactly. Yes, but but, but they just rolled it all the way over. This one just rolled right. right over onto its roof. And then, so, and then so this is what we call movie, movie magic. When, when, when a car flips over, um, the gas tank explodes, and, and all the all the magic smoke comes out. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's fact. It's, it's, so this car, sat, this car sat there for a few seconds, and then all of a sudden, there was like a light of a fire, a puff of smoke, uh, and then some flames. Now, what the AXA admitted to, openly, is that uh, it would it would not be... Uh, it would not be in the public's best interest to demonstrate this in front of 500 people if it was an actual battery fire. So they told uh, everybody that what they did is they removed the battery from this car and they added some pyrotechnics uh, to light a fire on their command uh, to simulate a battery fire. This is the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. So they've got this in front of wait, 500 wait, people. Wait. It's the second most bizarre thing we've ever seen. Remember, <laughs> no, there's true. Mr. Dan That's true. <laughs> I guess it's the most bizarre thing I've seen in the last 48 hours. Let's put it there that way. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what what this what this thing was to prove was that uh, that batteries battery fires could be dangerous, but yet there was no battery fire. They couldn't right. demonstrate one, 
And instead, they lit the car on fire with pyrotechnics they set off themselves with a pack that was devoid completely of batteries. This is this is just you know you couldn't make this stuff up. So uh, it's it is it's made just, up. This is all made yeah, up. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's completely made up, isn't it? Uh, no sane no sane person can make this up. So you yes, and then, and then of remember, course remember? in their in their social media, uh, I guess publication of this. They didn't make any of this any clear that this was going on. Not. They didn't make anything not. clear that the fire was not caused by a battery fire. It was caused by them flipping a switch to the pyrotechnics they installed in the car. They weren't. Uh, they didn't tell that the car was upside down because they actually flipped it on a ramp. They didn't indicate that there were no batteries in the car at the time of it being flipped. Um, so this is just bad I'm, I'm on the... many different levels. Mm-hmm. How do they get it on the ramp? Do they just like drag it? <laughs> right. So I watched for that. Yes, uh, I specifically watched the video, and they have a tow cable, and so okay. you can see it after the car flips in the tow cable. They start dragging the cable because I was wondering that if they took the battery pack out, how was the car moving? Also, if the battery pack was in, it might not have flipped. Remember, we right we, the... <laughs> the low center of gravity would have made a huge difference. Yes, which which of course probably would have made the whole thing fail. Not only would the car have not have flipped, but there would have been no fire and there would have been no danger. Uh, so right. the insurance uh, company would have nothing uh, to show. Uh, well, they would so, have jumped a little bit. <laughs> yeah, they could have done a Dukes of Hazard jump, but it would have landed on all four wheels and safely come to a stop uh, after the cable that was towing it stopped. So, like, and, and, it, and it blew out the suspension. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So I don't uh, imagine the suspension likes when when 48, 48 pounds drops on it. Uh, <laughs> so I'm not sure why they would even do this, though. I mean, they're they're committing libel or slander allegedly, and uh, for for what benefit? Is it worth the hardcore legislation team coming or uh, litigation team coming after you? Right. That's I what I was thinking after was. after after Elon publicizing that they're going to be putting together a hardcore litigation team. Why <laughs> would you? Why would you open yourself up uh, to be uh, you know prosecuted in this way? Right. Like it, it just doesn't Especially make any you, sense. You saw him so give the warning to levels. Odad. He's like, he's like, da, da, da. and then he then then Odad's like, ah, but but we know we know that his his lawyers are like Microsoft lawyers. It's it's not worth getting into that fight unless they're you were right. They're poking the bear. They're poking the yes. bear for sure. So you know what no this reminds reason. me of? Uh, when Mark and I got our first volts, um, there was this big hubbub about how the volts could catch fire when they crash. But mm-hmm. the crash test was conducted above the, the 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 rated speed for a crash test. The battery was slam full at 100%. Normally, you would have driven somewhere. Then they rolled it over for a period of hours. And then they set it in the junkyard for four days. And then it caught fire. Uh, <laughs> so so I always was of the, of the mind that... Um, if I'm still in the car by the time it catches fire, I've had I've had a really bad day <laughs> because it's been <laughs> really <week>. bad four <laughs> days. <laughs> yes, if you're in a crash car for four days, uh, you're already dead. <laughs> well, not, not necessarily, but but it, it's not going to be good <laughs> no matter how you look at it. Yeah. Uh, so then they redid the test at an even higher speed with just the battery, but the battery was still slammed full and it was still above spec. And now it was a raw battery. And, and so what they ended up doing was they had Mark and I and several other thousands of owners come back and they dropped the battery, did a stiffening campaign so that when, when it did get pinched from the sides like that, it would redirect up over like in the passenger armrest area rather than through the battery. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, and so I only saw one Volt fire in real life, and uh, that was a friend of mine. Her um, her Volt got hit by a Jeep that was on fire, and then her Volt combusted after being, you know, after the baton was passed. <laughs> <laughs> this, yeah. of course, this is just this is just uh, you know fake on a different level. Like I, I don't yeah. understand yes. why why it makes you know what. The yeah, at least the other was one was proof. based in reality. Yeah, yes, like, like yes, we know if there <laughs> happened to be a battery fire, if it really happened to ha- to, to to come to life, it's a bad situation. I agree. Yes. But why would you go through all these lengths to actually try to simulate one without a battery? First of all, why didn't they just and, use and the lab then, tests? Like they're to, all these lab tests where they poke a nail through a battery. Ignite pyrotechnics mm-hmm. just to make your yeah. point that that the, yes, this is what fire looks like. Like it's absolutely right. insane. Mm-hmm. Right. Like if this was a training exercise for first responders or to put out a fire, this isn't a real battery fire. So nope. that's not going to be right. a, a valid it's not gonna training be helpful exercise at all. At all. No, you can't, not you can't at train all. them on anything. No. Yeah. Right. No. So we'll we'll see we'll see if a litigation team at Tesla starts to pick this up and runs with it. As I said, it only came to light just uh, last night. So uh, plenty of time uh, to uh, start litigation if that's uh, what's going to happen. But uh, we'll certainly keep our eye on this uh, as it moves forward. But uh, just wanted to point out do. this very bizarre thing. After we saw the whole FSD hitting child thing, uh, it's you know it's it's another uh, another. Allegedly weird <laughs> another weird attempt to slap tesla in under a week it wasn't a yes. child it was a child-sized mannequin, a mannequin. Right. <laughs> yeah and of course the the screenshots from inside the car that would never show the full screen as to what right. was actually being displayed right. on the screen mm-hmm. uh it's, car it's allegedly another another targeted attack uh, basically, uh, based on how it was filmed and how it was portrayed, and this AXA uh, video is 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 virtually the same uh, in that type of a department. So, it's so when I get back east, if anybody knows Senator Markey or through any of your contacts, I want to get him in this chair, show him FSD uh, nine point or ten point sixty nine point two or whatever one I get. Is uh, he 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 seems to be swayed by these sort of presentations and and they're wrong <laughs> yeah has anybody in the chat got uh, 10.69 yet i'm curious i have not i know dot one's rolling out to uh more people than the the, the dot no dot did the 10.69 uh, a, a thousand a thousand more people and then it's going to spread out to the first mm-hmm. uh the first group so hopefully that means i get it before uh before they um decide to go wide with it um, so what's going to happen there is after, if those first thousand people don't have any problems, I, I'm not even sure this is a different thousand people than the, than the first 10.69. Uh, that's sad. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, <laughs> and then, and then, uh, then, then, uh, without waiting, they'll start rolling that one out and then and you'll start to see it on YouTube. And it, it was kind of interesting. Some of the, some of the safest drivers that, that didn't have a safety score ever, um, were complaining they didn't get it for various reasons and, and not because some of them were uh, on strike because they, they, they had phones or their family had phones or whatever the case may be. Uh, it was just a different criteria than the last couple releases. Mm-hmm. And so, so some people's feelings were. Yeah. <laughs> and Elon said, be quiet. <laughs> Stop oh, oh, it, was, it was it was worse. It was worse than that. Oh man, it was a whole drama. Was, is that one of our stories? Can I do it? <laughs> 
That is not one of the stories today. Okay, then I'll skip it. I'll skip it. Uh, Derek, Derek, the price is about to go up in what five days. Uh, so it, it, it it's gonna get richer. So if you can, it's, if you can somehow uh, do, do... September fifth, right? Right, right. So if you can somehow do EAP, then at least whatever the new prices are, you should be around half if they keep up. Uh, with what they've been doing with EAP in the past. I know that's a huge ask as well, but uh, that one will go up as well, most likely. Um, maybe not at the same time, but but we've seen in the past that that one tends to go up every time it gets offered as well. So, huh. Next, let's talk about uh, climate change in China. Uh, yes, We've that's got right. a situation going on there. Um, Casey, go ahead. Yeah, so in China, um, they had a little bit of the same situation we're having here. Uh, remember Texas and California, where uh, it was just too hot, but especially Texas. Because uh, <laughs> California recovered, uh, Texas kind of just went down. Um, they both got fired, didn't they? Anyway, um, China had a similar situation. They, they, they needed the power to run air conditioners, uh, hospitals, schools, that sort of thing. And so it was requested that, the, that, the, uh, that NEO battery swaps and the Tesla superchargers go offline so that they could use that power for people who needed it immediately and and so they complied and you get a little message on the screen that hey your supercharger is not going to work today <laughs> I, I like the way wow. that they let you know rather than you just getting there and it's just, just dead <laughs> you get there and it's like yeah no we're not, we're not doing that today sorry um kind of like when like if you get to one and it's like peak time they're like hey do you mind coming back in about three hours <laughs> Yeah, uh, allowing people to plan their day uh, based right. on that charger not going to be available. Uh, and actually, right. other electric car uh, manufacturers like uh, Nero, Neo, 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 uh, they uh, they were affected too. Their battery swap operations had to stop. Right. Uh, the battery swap course, charges while the, while, the battery while, while swap the is, in uh, is intense on getting, of course, the battery they're going to put in your car to be charged. Uh, so right. they're, exactly. they uh, stopped that operation. Uh, for a time period as well. Right, yeah, because uh, if you don't have enough batteries, you got to quick charge them all just as if it's a supercharge. Uh, if, mm -hmm. if, one, the batteries are expensive. Two, they take up space. So if you had enough real estate and enough packs, you could trickle charge them overnight at off-peak hours, but uh, they're a new company. I imagine they, they might not have enough to... So they were also asked to curtail their usage and, and are commanded, ordered. The party said go, and they said it's, yes. It's China. Yes. It a uh -huh. <laughs> yes, an offer you can't refuse. Right. <laughs> so this is, um, I understand the grid needs this for vital functionality, but this is infrastructure that people are dependent upon. So yes. if you're, unless they're just asking nobody to drive. Uh, right. They might you're be doing, doing that. Remember when, it, when one person got sick, they locked them all in their house. <laughs> right. But even even their gas stations uh, use electricity to run pumps right. and do other things. So are they asking them to shut down as well? Maybe uh, has is... But see, here's a cool thing about both Neo and Tesla. They both uh, have the capability of being battery backed. So they can, they can mm -hmm. actually s s prop up the grid uh, right. if you ask, ask, command them to. <laughs> rather than just turning off. Yeah, it would be really nice if if instead they said something like uh, reduce your energy use. And if that means they, they have to charge at 50 kilowatt instead of right. 200 kilowatt uh, so that they don't put a large uh, demand on the grid or the ones that are solar powered can continue to operate or the ones with battery right. backup can continue to operate. 
right. just, just to say shut it down just seems like a step too far. Right. And we've seen that uh, here in the States when, when, um, at, when whenever there's a, a power cut, sometimes, like if, especially if it's a, a battery back station, sometimes the supercharger keeps running for a couple hours, days after, after the power has been cut. And people just like, oh, yeah, well, just supercharged is fine. So they could say, hey, give us half of that battery to prop up the grid, and then you can charge everybody else at, at 50 kilowatts and, and have a nice day. I mean, I know they don't yeah. have to bargain, but it, it does make they're everybody feel better. They're definitely <laughs> going to have to do something because, of course, this climate change is not changing anytime right. soon. Uh, they're going to experience these type of high electricity demand days for air conditioning uh, in the cities, mm -hmm. and that is not going to change uh, they're going to have to come up with something. So uh, right. it, it would it would uh, it would help everybody uh, if they right. were to come up with a plan B now and start to implement it over time. And this is global. I mean, in in Seattle and parts of uh, of uh, Oregon, they 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 had to deal with the the the, the lack of buildings having air conditioner uh, yeah. or sufficient air conditioner, I should say. In Mississippi, right now, you can't drink the water in certain places because it's flooded, and then they 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 didn't have capacity for that. Uh, all of this extreme weather is is a part of what we're fighting with. Uh, what what do you, how do you call it, Patrick? Yeah, we're fighting because we currently have a system that is not free from fossil fuels. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's right. <laughs> so again, uh, switching to electric drive uh, as much as we can to eliminate some of that fossil fuel burning and uh, the. Uh, Particulates and of course the CO2 going into the air uh, won't help this problem immediately overnight, but it will reduce the problem as time goes along if we can stick to those uh, uh, abilities to, to lower mm -hmm. those emissions. Yeah. And on the vehicles that have V2G, so it's not just the stations you're looking at. Remember uh, all those school buses when they're uh, when when they're off school or, or on summer break. Uh, they've been used in the past to prop up the, the depot or, or the yes. school district or wherever they happen to be parked at. This, like, imagine if, if, if more companies had two-way uh, EVs than, mm -hmm. than, the, than just the, the handful that are out there. This, this could have been, like, a non-issue. Yeah. Right. Well, we will see uh, if, the, if this continues in China or if they start to make uh, changes. Because, of course... China's accepting electric vehicles much faster than North America anyways. Mm -hmm, so right. they're going to have a, a population that's switched over far before us. Um, so if this is something that's going to be hindering them, they're going to have to address that now. Right. I really like to point that Casey just brought up that if you had vehicle to grid as a national requirement to sell EVs in your country, and then you have a day like this, uh, you could have all of those vehicles supplying some energy to the grid. And that would be a massive amount uh, that would be on tap when you needed it for the, the worst days. Yeah, exactly, Dana. Um, if you had EV uh, power walls, you could prop up the grid and not mess it up. Exactly. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, EVs can be a grid stabilization feature, not a hindrance. Yeah, I mean, because they, they seem to think that everybody's getting home at five o'clock and plugging in, but like, uh, one, you got to fight traffic, and two, everybody gets off at a different time of the day. <laughs> and if you're and, in a place. And the third, the third is if it's regulated by time, the price yes, is regulated yeah. by time, that will train the population to plug in when there's more power available because the price is cheaper at that time. Yes. Exactly. And then in, in a case like this, where like normally they would just pay you whatever you pay for the electricity, 
all of a sudden now they're like, hey, if you don't got to go anywhere, we'll give you like three dollars per kilowatt hour. And you're like, oh yeah, I'm not going yeah. anywhere. You can have it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if somebody who does have to go somewhere will say, no, I got to go somewhere, and and that's their choice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, speaking of a grid, let's talk a little bit about cellular grids. And an announcement was made recently. Yeah. Casey, what's that? So. Uh, T-Mobile and, and SpaceX had a little uh, event. They were going to make an announcement. And mm -hmm. uh, everybody was speculating, like, what is this? And, and that whole SpaceX Tesla phone situation came up for a minute. But remember, Elon said uh, them doing a phone was stupid. And mm -hmm. that's not what they announced. So what they announced is for the satellite, uh, the, the Starlink V2 satellites, they are actually going to be little mobile virtual cell towers. So for T-Mobile... As the tower is going, as the uh, as the satellite is going above, it's going to solve for the Doppler shift, both uh, coming and going, and 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 it's going to fill in the gaps in the T-Mobile network. And so, what that's going to do initially is it's going to do uh, text and slow data, so like MMS and and mm -hmm. SMS, and then eventually they're going to do voice calls, and then they're going to ramp it up to the full service. Uh, in addition to uh, somebody asked them in the audience, they said, "Hey, what about just?" putting a regular Starlink terminal or Starlink for business terminal on the tower. And now you can do some of the rural towers without any backhaul. And the guy said, and Elon said, <laughs> and I was like, yes, we've been saying this. That's exactly what we've been saying. Yes. <laughs> I thought so that's what they were going the to question announce. and answer uh, period to get that point across. They hadn't a thought of it. Right. <laughs> exactly. They were doing or radio backhaul and fiber backhaul. It's like, you, you oh, they the have birds. thought about it. They just can't announce it yet. Perhaps. So, yeah. Yeah. And so this this kind of goes even further to remember when everybody was fighting Dish for trying to do uh, this, but backwards. Dish was just trying to just stomp all over everybody's satellite. Uh, DirecTV was worried about messing up their TV service, and then all the cellular providers and um, and and SpaceX were worried about losing their um, their ability to do their business because Dish would just be pooping all over their 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 spectrum. This is how you do it. So, so they teamed up and they're 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 doing a, a share agreement with T-Mobile and using some of the the spectrum that T-Mobile owns but has not yet implemented. And mm -hmm. this is this is phenomenal. Um, yes, I left some space for for Patrick to tell us what's even more like, cool on the technical side. But uh, basically, Elon pointed out that um, that you know that that iWatch commercial where uh, you know all the people are getting stuck and it saved their lives. SpaceX is going to do that for you. You'll be able to actually send a text out in the middle of nowhere when there's no signal. Right. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Uh, this is this is cell towers in space. Yeah, <laughs> yes. seventeen thousand miles an hour, and you can connect thirty thousand of them. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, uh, the Doppler yeah, and, effect is and interesting. It's, it's going to start in the U.S. Uh, it's it's going, of course, uh, as Casey mentioned, with starting with version two satellites, uh, version two Starlink satellites. Uh, and then the other thing they opened up uh, during the conversation was we're starting with the United States, but we're putting the call out to all carriers across yes. all countries. We'd like to reciprocate and allow people to make calls from those countries in and out of the United States as well. And uh, they put the call out to all carriers to join in. Um, and yes. they would be able to produce a similar deal that would open up other countries uh, to this ability as well. So uh, when, when in the announcement, T-Mobile was kind of like reaching out to Team Blue and Team Red a little bit, but they definitely bluntly on the nose said, hey, if you're, if you're a foreign carrier and you want your people to be able to use their stuff like as is when they come over here, 
uh, set up a peering agreement with us or come by and license it. Uh, it seemed they prefer with, with a peering because that's whole, their whole thing is one price. That's the other thing. Uh, your price isn't going up on T-Mobile to use this feature, but mm -hmm. that's their whole thing. is One price worldwide. You don't even have to think about it. Just whip out your phone, do your thing. And so now you don't even have to worry about if there's a signal, you whip out your phone, do your thing. And uh, another thing that was brought up, uh, a couple of people asked Elon, and he said yes to like, at least two or three people. Uh, they said, does this mean that the cars will now be able to use this service with Starlink uh, for the cellular service? Since the cars, he, he repeatedly said the cars are too small to have put a terminal on, and it's not worth their time, blah, blah, blah. Now now they, they can access as a terminal anyway. And so he said, yes, just, yes, it, uh, it's mm -hmm. coming. That's exciting. So the, the question with that, though, does that mean are they going to leave Rogers and AT&T or are they just going to talk directly to, to SpaceX? Like the T-Mobile give them a little, little, a little uh, cut of the spectrum just to do their own or are they going to switch to T-Mobile? Like, those are some interesting I, I questions that, that are open now. they're probably going to feel this out a little bit. They probably won't drop anything to begin with. They're going to do some yeah. massive testing on this and see if uh, the numbers uh, on paper add up to reality. Uh, I'm sure they believe it will, but uh, you would not want to cut off your nose to spite your face in the beginning. You want to make sure that uh, the new technology works, that these uh, yeah. these satellites that are speeding across the Earth will be able to hold and distribute the signal properly. Yeah, and we're talking right now initially two to four megabits, which is great for, for text because text is like, uh, that's basically, uh, it, it was spare capacity from, from where the network was just basically keeping track of which phones were where and which towers so that was that was already basically free uh but mm -hmm. then they, they mentioned that the with the quality that we use for voice calls in this, in this in this country uh you can actually hold a couple hundred couple thousand voice calls with that two to four megabits so right. voice is yeah. probably coming up real fast even though voice won't be there on day one yeah and, and then and that, even that, if sorry. <laughs> go ahead for the cars um at&t should be worried that if if uh, tesla's yes. partnering with t-mobile on this that why wouldn't they use T-Mobile for all their other services that they need, it, even right. if it's not using the SpaceX satellites? Right. Even the older new cars like mine are, are using eSIMs. So it's very easy to reprovision a new eSIM. Uh, obviously, the very oldest ones, you'll have to go out and pop, pop a new chip in there. But exactly. I mean, <laughs> like you said. Uh, so the other the other thing that came up was uh, Elon mentioned for sure that these are going to be uh, launching on Star Starship uh, because they're, they're so big, they're bigger, <laughs> but yeah. they were bigger. They're, they're about seven meters by five meters. So like his demonstration, he's not that big. His demonstration wasn't enough. And um, he, he did mention that there was a fallback plan for like a, a V2 light. If if something terrible happened with Starship not getting out, that they could do like a, a lighter package on on, on Falcon, um, Falcon 9. But he, he said, don't hold your breath for that, basically. They, they are pretty confident that these are going up yeah. on Starship, going up on time. And this is they're next year a, that you'll be able to start to see on the big payload. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was surprised because I mean you've seen satellite phones in the past. They're they're not small. Oh, yes. They have these big <laughs> antenna on them, and uh, so so. And, and uh, now they look like this. <laughs> yeah, that was the surprising part to me. That was pretty cool. Yeah, they're and, they're saying um, your current phone will work, and it doesn't require any different uh, modification to it. It just work as is. Right. I'm on T-Mobile, so uh, hooray. Exactly. <laughs> uh, one of the friends of the show, Dan, he said um, he said that basically in the military that, that they could just give them like cheap Android phones or, 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 or get the bulk deal on the iPhone, put them in a rugged case, slap them out there in their pack, and, and now all the soldiers have a, a, a satellite phone, not just the radio guy. Nice. Yeah. 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 
Well, speaking of uh, feedback to a network, um, yes. Tesla has <laughs> modified the new uh, mobile app uh, to allow owners uh, to reply back uh, through the app, the app itself, uh, to provide vehicle feedback. Um, so you now have the ability to uh, put some notes in and some information based on what you're experiencing out in the field. Uh, this doesn't necessarily have to be of service-related issues. It could be something that you noticed happened uh, with uh, FSD. It could be something that you noticed uh, uh, the vehicle behaves in a certain way when it goes over a bump uh, or whatever. If, if you find things that are happening uh, regularly or uh, over and over again, uh, you now have the capability of being able to deliver that note to Tesla, to their team, uh, to review. So uh, this used to be uh, something that was uh, called the bug report uh, that you mm -hmm. could do through the car, where you would say bug report, and you could record uh, a voice message from what you have found, and it was to an alert a uh, Tesla member at the other end uh, that uh, a new bug has come in. So this is kind of, uh, I guess, a modification of that, but allowing you to text it to them uh, through your phone application. Well, this is actually better than that in the fact that uh, the bug reports were only ever checked when somebody was in your car checking for service. So mm -hmm. <laughs> if you did a, bug a bunch of bug reports and your car never went in for service and you never alerted them to download the logs, they just sat there until we ran out of space and then they'd get cycled. So. Oh, that's lame. That's so lame. Yeah. Why, why isn't <laughs> yeah. that, uh, when I get back to my garage and it connects to Wi-Fi, why aren't they sending that? So I'm really happy they have this feature because yes. there's an area near my house. There's a school zone. It slows down as you would expect in a school zone. But then the school zone ends. But it still thinks it's in a school zone for like the next three yes. miles. And even Yikes. though the sign's right there with 35 miles an hour, it's trying to do 25. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's so I'm doing bug report, bug report. Every time I drive through there, I'm putting in a bug report, which sounds like no one's ever heard these bug reports. <laughs> Uh, so now I'll be able to do that in the app uh, as a passenger, snap a picture of this sign and have a geotag, attach that. Yeah, this is great. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't there, have there it was... yet. I just looked. Uh, I don't know what version of the uh, uh, Tesla well, app we need to the get app it. In, the app in the car, isn't it? Um, but either way, um, one small exception of that is people in the, in the beta, sometimes they will pull the logs. Uh, if you do the bug report and the camera snatch. So hmm. uh, the other thing that with this is there was an option for a high severity incident. And, and somebody, somebody pointed out that why aren't you filing a service ticket at that point if it's a high severity critical event? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Because yeah, all, all the ones that we could all brainstorm at the time that, that the guy said that was like, they were all actual like service issues, like either the, the supercharger is down or hey, my car is trying to crash into walls or whatever. Not that that was a real thing, but, you know, stuff that would be that critical, it would already be a ticket. Well, yeah, like the stuff that you're going to bring it in for service is not something that you're, you know, submitting through this. This, this is stuff that you're not going in for service. You're just wanting the, the company to be aware of a couple of conditions that happen over and over or something that you've noticed uh, is it is it could be a possible issue to other drivers or yourself? Yeah. So, so like mine, mine was uh, in Minnesota, um, and as you leave Illinois, there are three signs for speed. The car reads them all. It reads the car speed seventy, reads the bus speed sixty five, reads the truck speed sixty, and you can actually see 
cycle through on the on the on the thing and it slams on the brakes. You're like, oh, that's great. That's what I needed. <laughs> so if my app had it, that would have been useful. Yes. Yes. I just I just hit the camera snap instead and hope that they understood why I hit it four times. In, 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 I wonder in what it would mile. do here. Uh, <laughs> in, uh, actually, in the province of Quebec, we're on the highway, so it posts a maximum speed, and right under it, it posts a minimum speed. So, yes. <laughs> so it says 100 kilometers maximum, and underneath it, it says 60 kilometers minimum. So I wonder what, what the system's going to choose for that. Actually, right. if oh, I've got anyone in Montreal that's watching this, let us know uh, what happens when you're on the highway and you see that in autopilot. Yeah. Uh, well, that's, that's Monaco back there. She's, 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 she's I think she's saying it's time for you to unplug. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> uh, Next, 10 minutes, uh, let's talk a little bit again uh, about Canada. We got a notification that uh, Tesla has been hiring uh, some new designer team members uh, to join the supercharger group. What they're looking to do is basically double the number of superchargers in Canada. Uh, they're uh, they're advertising for a new position, couple of positions, uh, because they uh, are looking uh, to uh, move the, uh, the supercharger uh, installation needle a little faster in Canada. So uh, that's always great to hear if you're living in Canada or going to be traveling in Canada. Uh, that uh, they're there, just like the U.S. and and other places across the world, the supercharger network is continuing to grow, and this is more evidence of that uh, that their commitment uh, to it uh, will continue. So uh, mm -hmm. that's good news to hear all around. Next, uh, here's an interesting story that came up. Um, somebody did an analysis. Uh, on uh, Tesla's need, or, or I'm sorry, Tesla's uh, demand, de not demand, but uh, Tesla's, um, I guess, forecast that they're going mm. to be building 20 million vehicles per year. And they started to look at, well, what's what's involved with that uh, battery wise? How much, uh, how many batteries? What, what are we talking about? And they calculated that they believe that Tesla will be spending about a hundred billion, B with a billion, dollars on just the battery materials for 20 million cars per year. So uh, yeah, this, this that, was the, that's just uh, a, the... an unbelievably large number. But you know, it it, it, you know that a vehicle that's on average now is probably being sold for what? Sixty, fifty-five thousand dollars uh, is what yeah. a single car is going for on average. Uh, right. You're looking at uh, a ton of money for for the sale of twenty million of those cars. So a right, hundred right. billion dollars in costs for just the battery pales in comparison to the money they're making for sixty thousand dollars per vehicle times twenty million vehicles. Yes. And this was this was a study done by the or not a study a study an analysis done by uh, uh, it was like the the mining association right um, mining yeah something. it's on mining.com right and and they have a good point but then then I was I pointed out on Sunday I was thinking that well this is this is if you don't change anything you do everything status quo Tesla doesn't do almost anything status quo <laughs> so uh, for one they're using smaller batteries than, than than much of the industry and they're continuing to shrink them wherever they can. Uh, and then, then you're looking at for lithium and 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 uh, and and other 
materials that they need, especially the anodes and cathodes, they um, they they are looking for ways to to mine it more efficiently. So, mm -hmm. so the lithium, they don't actually need to um, to either extract it from water or go dig it from a salt mine. Uh, they they can they have a process so they can get it straight from the clay uh, outside their facilities. And and I imagine that uses less manpower, uh, less less resources. So that right there already. Even if it's the same amount of material, that already reduces the outlay on the cost because they're not doing it the traditional way. At some point in the future, when they start doing it, yeah. And of course, that they're looking at their numbers today. The the numbers right. that Tesla is Tesla and the rest of the auto industry is now going to be pulling out of the mining industry are numbers that they've never seen. These are numbers right. that are sky high above what they've ever mm -hmm. considered they would be producing in the past. So, That's why Elon said you're going to open a mint if you do this. <laughs> so the, these are, you know, these numbers are are tainted because it's the current technology and the current volume that's going out of those companies and corporations now. This is going to be something that uh, you're going to see a hundredfold increase as time goes along, if not more. So uh, it's, you know, uh, definitely they will change as time goes along. These numbers are based on today's mining techniques and uh, volume that comes out. Yeah. So I was looking at this and most people are not thinking, most people are not used to thinking at scale of 20 million, a hundred billion. And so the first thing I did was the math. Okay. I saw, sorry. There's going to be math on the show. Just a little teeny bit, a <laughs> hundred billion dollars divided by 20 million cars is $5,000 per car. And to, when we know the batteries are the most expensive part of a vehicle to say you're going to have $5,000 in material in those batteries is not shocking at all, but that's not a good headline. So that's not how they're going to present it. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's definitely a narrative point that they're putting out there uh, yes. trying to, uh, you know, push their agenda forward. Although as Patrick has mentioned, $5,000 a car for, uh, for an entire battery pack is, Nothing shocking to us. Uh, we know the cost of the batteries. We also know that uh, if you go the other way, that the profit off the car, when you say 60,000 times 20 million units, you know, that's going to be, uh, you know, 12 times higher than the price of the battery. So uh, it's not, you know, price is relevant uh, based on the cost of the vehicle, the profit that the vehicle makes. So mm -hmm. it, it, it is all relevant. Yes, and, and I, I'm pretty sure their point wasn't that this is a bad thing because you know their their oh, no. their members their members want you to go digging in the earth because that's that's what they do. So right, yes, uh, but definitely. but as you as you pointed out, Patrick, the the framing is biased. So. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, that is uh, that's an interesting story. Uh, another one that came up uh, was someone caught. Uh, the actual Cybertruck uh, on the side of a road in California, and it was being uh, loaded uh, onto a flatbed uh, tow truck. But what was interesting, uh, when I get to this photo here, here we are, found it. Let's share the photo. Yeah, they called it a battle-weary Cybertruck. That was a. I don't know what they've done to it. It's, it's not very clean. But the first no, it's it's definitely been in a dirty environment. Maybe some off roading. Yeah. 
Um, mm -hmm. But it's got a whole bunch of different kind of camera systems on it. Uh, yeah. Maybe even LiDAR. LiDAR, uh, yeah. Because remember, they always uh, they always truth their systems with LiDAR. So it's not mm -hmm. uncommon to see a Tesla, a Tesla you, test vehicle can, with LiDAR. You can even see that the, the camera is, is taped, uh, the, the, the wire right. up to the top. And you've got oh, you uh, another what? little sensor wonder, up top. I wonder if that's so, uh, another way to, to look forward into the side. Um, remember, yeah. the, the, the Lisa Lisa was talking about maybe putting the forward camera in the repeater. That could do that. Uh, the one thing that stood out to me, I didn't, other than the, the LiDAR or whatever on the nose, uh, was those the calibrate the self sensor calibration wheels they put out when 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 the car's almost done. We've seen it on Model S. Uh, uh, when the, well, bring the D. We saw it on Model Three, uh, all editions. We saw it on Model X. And um, and we saw it on Model Y. Whenever we see those wheels, the car is like basically out in a couple of weeks. <laughs> mm. uh, and I don't mean like I three don't, weeks. I, I mean, don't I mean, think wish, it'll be a couple of weeks. Wishful but... thinking, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, like like less than a year, uh, a couple of weeks. So like less than fifty-two. <laughs> which which just lines up with, lines up with Elon's you know by the middle of next year comments constantly. Two weeks. <laughs> Two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> times two, times two, times two. <laughs> exactly. But that, that, that's all those I get excited because usually, usually when you see them, it's it's not it's not too it's far getting, off. It's getting close to the end. Absolutely. Mm, yeah, that, that's what Absolutely. I meant. Yeah. Well, Patrick's got our next story about a virtual power plant. That's right. You know I love the VPPs. So uh, this is from. Uh, Tesla Roddy by Simon Alvarez, and it's titled Testa, Tesla is quietly building another virtual power plant in Japan. So, Miyako <laughs> um, Miyakajima virtual power plant has exceeded 300 homes. So, this is one of the country's largest VPPs using household battery storage. And in addition to all the great benefits that the owners have, like being able to have power during a typhoon-caused blackout, with this VPP, like others, these owners can supply power to the grid when it needs it most. They have a, a video in this article where they interviewed several of the owners, and they said things like, sharing stored energy with each other as a community is something that is quite noble. And uh, um, another one of them said, that I want to do my part to reduce CO2 and keep our oceans beautiful. I, I just really liked that, uh, that that community mindfulness that was happening there. I thought that was really cool. And, and my final thought for this is if you live on an island, it is not unreasonable to be concerned with climate change. <laughs> and, and, and we've seen several on island. Right. Like, yes. like look, at, look at Maldives. They are having trouble keeping all of their islands. Uh, they've lost a few already. Um, mm -hmm. This is very real. Yes, definitely. Yeah, it, it certainly works in favor of people on an island uh, to work together uh, to uh, you know uh, work to uh, work against this problem that is uh, facing all of us. Uh, but as Patrick has mentioned, it's a little bit more acute when you're on an island and you've got uh, millions of people on that island on that group of islands. So mm -hmm. it's uh, it's definitely a, a big uh, motivator uh, to uh, uh, try to do the best you can with the resources you have and uh, to be able to uh, fight off this climate change. Right. We talked about the heat wave that was happening in China earlier. If they had more uh, virtual power plants, maybe we wouldn't, they wouldn't be asking uh, 
Neo and Tesla just shut down their infrastructure. Well, and telling them, hey, turn it off. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, here's a here's a new pilot project that's coming. Um, California uh, has decided that it's going to pilot a new project uh, to cover water canals with solar panels. So the yeah, right state uh, already owns, of course, uh, miles and miles of canals uh, that feed from reservoirs uh, to urban areas uh, and to farmland. And they have, uh, they're going to select a number of different um, uh, canals uh, with a test amount of mileage. So just a number of miles for uh, the placement of these solar panels uh, that will cover the canals and reduce water evaporation from the sun, uh, keep the water a little cooler, and on top of it, uh, collect solar energy uh, from a, a stationary um, solar array uh, that would be placed over these canals. And of course, the state already owns the canals, so they're not having to rent the land to put the solar on it uh, because it's theirs. So uh, this is uh, a new... Uh, endeavor for the state of California. We've seen this in other parts of the world. Other countries have done this. Uh, and uh, California is now deciding that they're going to try it out. Uh, and my hat's off to them uh, for, you know, testing some of these abilities. We don't know if it's going to be, you know, the, the science is behind, of course, the evaporation, which every drop of water they can save is a, a benefit yes. to the uh, citizens of California. Uh, but, yep. um, you know, how much energy it's going to produce, what the cost will be, uh, and when you extrapolate that over the number of canals you're going to put it over, you've got to come to a decision. But this at least allows them to collect real-world data uh, in the uh, area that would actually be installed. So uh, it's, it's, it's a good idea to test these things out uh, on a pilot uh, project and then uh, uh, collect the numbers yeah. and the data and can make a decision going forward verify your hypothesis is correct before you go and spend millions of dollars um the other cool thing is is they, they their tests they're doing several tests they're doing uh, straight sections of canal and they're doing curved sections of canal so that they can see uh basically what works best for them and, and see if the investment is is makes sense to do it in, in both areas and and as we keep pointing out <laughs> california is is, is is having a water crisis along with much of the west um but uh, they're at the end of the colorado um river conglomerate and and so uh, everything that makes it to them they, they need to utilize responsibly exactly mm -hmm. exactly next uh, casey's got a story about 4680s and uh i've got a photo to share for that as well let's see ah i remember now so uh there have been some. <laughs> well, there's a lot about forty cities. So there, there, oh, there yeah. has been a a, a um uh, the the drone army, of course, has has mm -hmm. shown us uh, this stack of batteries inside Giga Texas, and you'll notice that they are labeled YSB. So Y from Model Y structural battery. And if you look at the top, you can see the seat risers are attached to these structural battery packs. So you can be sure they are structural battery packs, uh, probably from from uh, uh, Cato Road, or maybe locally in the factory and just stacked up. Uh, but you can't say, oh, these are probably just 2170s and they're just ready to go. No, because Tesla doesn't put seat risers on 2170s. <laughs> exactly. So 
so uh, explain that to me. So if you have a structural battery pack, the 4680 is not the only cell that can go in there. Correct, but that's the only cell that Tesla is putting in, in structural battery packs because uh, they have to tool it and train it, and, and it's just not worth their, their effort to make a structural uh, LFP or a structural 2170 or worse, a structural 18650. So, as far as we know. As far as, as, far as, as they've, they've, as far as we know, as far as we've seen, as far as they've let yeah, out. They, they have said that the 2170 is not a structured pack uh, as right. the uh, 4680 is. Right. And, okay. and, and so yes, I, I they said, are building they are building Model Ys with twenty one seventies, but that is yes. not a structural battery pack, uh, as the YSB indicates in the photo uh, from the second floor of uh, Giga Texas. Right. With the okay. with the risers, and and I've mentioned that a couple of times. You can make a structural pack out of anything, even right. Probably pouch cells, but but uh, Tesla will probably never use pouch cells based on uh, anytime soon anyway, based on on Elon's comments about how he feels about those. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you can you can go to those videos that uh, Sandy Monroe has put out about the 4680 structural pack and how they're packed in this pink uh, foam uh, glue goo, material. The goo of death. That keeps it all stuck together along with the cooling rods that run between it. Uh, but uh, it's uh, it's something that uh, is difficult to to uh, peel apart. Uh, which of mm -hmm. course, if you never have to take it apart, why would it not be difficult? And of course, it's a structural pack, so it's going to be difficult to take apart in the first place. Exactly. I'm gonna move you guys so I can see what I think it's 100%. <laughs> exactly. Well, I'm the only Next. one here, so. Uh, Casey, do you have to go out and unplug? Not yet. It's, it's okay. still still balancing. <laughs> All right. Okay. So Patrick's got our next story about the great state of Louisiana. Oh yeah. So things are getting hot in Louisiana. So uh, <laughs> and it's not just the climate, right? Yes, it's in the courtroom. So Tesla has sued the Dealers Association and state officials because they want to sell cars directly to customers in the state. So this is by Darren John, and uh, I'll just read a little bit of it. Tesla's filed a lawsuit in Louisiana that if successful would finally allow it to sell its EVs directly to consumers in the state. Tesla says the current law, which restricts its ability to do so, violates its constitutional rights. So I really like the fact that they've named the Louisiana Automobile Dealers Association in this. And the reason that they say is that they have colluded to get these laws into place to block Tesla with what they called uh, unduly restrictive protect anti-competitive and inefficient state regulations and laws. So uh, Tesla also argues that this lawsuit, that the defendants have attempted to prevent them from leasing vehicles operating and operating repair shops in the state. So there are over 3,000 Tesla owners in the state of Louisiana today that are adversely affected by this law because if you can't get your car serviced, if you can't lease a new one, if they're putting all these roadblocks in front of you. Uh, so anyway, it'll be really interesting to see how this plays out. Uh, Louisiana is not the only state that has such restrictions. And <laughs> South Carolina. Is, yeah, exactly. There's, there's, you could add a lot to this list. Uh, Tesla Texas. has gotten concessions <laughs> in, in other states where they've uh, done this. They've often settled out of court with some uh, special carve-outs for them, uh, which is strange because um, 
you should have one set of rules and 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 uh, not make special carve outs for certain companies just because they were the ones that sued you. Uh, and right. uh, yeah, that they'll say, oh, you could have the three stores you have now, but you can't open any more. Yeah, forget that. I mean, this is consumer choice. This is free market. Right. This is capitalism. Uh, right. This is consumer advocacy. This is I'll what America is about. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. If you yeah, if you say. You're pro business, then you know, get out the way. <laughs> right. Right. There you exactly. go. Exactly, and uh, so, of course, so, uh, the, the so it's the the dealers association, um, the um, actual uh, uh, government officials have been yep. named in the suit because yep. they determined that, uh, as Patrick mentioned, they had gotten together before the uh, start the move of Tesla. Uh, and uh, change the laws uh, to actually prevent somebody that does not have a dealer network for coming into the state. And the timing was very suspect uh, based mm -hmm. on that. And they're able to go back in the notes. And it turns out that the, some of the state officials, gee, they own, they own Honda dealerships and they own other automobile dealerships in the state. Yep. So it uh, yep. looks like they were just kind of uh, stacking the deck in their favor uh, in order to uh, keep their wallets padded. Yeah, it would be interesting to see also uh, what donations they got from these groups. Right, the ones that don't own them themselves. Yeah. the mm -hmm. the other The other cool thing that they like they, they pointed out that uh, that their constitutional rights are, are being affected because I I always was of the the mind that you know the, before we got the court that we have today uh, that if this made it to the court, uh, it's pretty cut and dry and and they're gonna just like basically uh, destroy their own case by letting this thing get there. And, uh, and so now Tesla basically said they're going for it. So that's really mm -hmm. cool to me. Exactly. So uh, we'll have to see. And of course, if, if Tesla's successful here, this can also be, uh, help them in other uh, state cases as it moves forward, because uh, it can be uh, it can be something that they can pull upon uh, the victories in these cases in order to uh, uh, push other cases forward. So. Right. That'll be good news if they can win this. Right. If you're a hotshot lawyer and you want to argue before the Supreme Court, which is always good on your CV, uh, maybe you should uh, consider joining Tesla's. Uh, what What was the legal phrase? team? Yes. Yeah. What was the phrase they used for this legal team, though? Hardcore. Uh, that was it. Hardcore. Yes. Hardcore trial team, yes. lawyers. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Well, with that, we've come to the end and not a moment too soon because Casey is uh, taking up a supercharger spot. Uh, and I got to believe he's down to his last percentage point. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm at 100%, but it still says calculating. So it's doing that last little balancing at two kilowatts. So okay. as soon as it says it's done, I'm going to unplug it and, and then uh, park it, go you know, to the restroom, and then get back on the road. And then who knows sure. where we'll do what drives us from. <laughs> There you go. There you go. Hopefully not the side of the road. Hopefully I had like a rest stop. <laughs> so, uh, so Casey, any shout outs for the end of the program? Yeah. So I'll catch you on Sunday over at youtube.com slash Casey Green. That's K-A-C-E-Y-G-R-E-E-N. And then um, I might, I might say some more about what happened to this, this trip, but I didn't record any of it. So probably not. Um, but the project that, that, that is a part of, some of you guys might enjoy it and, and, and there'll be more on that. Uh, as it comes to fruition, I want to. I don't want to. I don't want to count the chickens for the hens. Exactly, exactly. So I want to have everything lined up, and then be like, "Bam, here it is." Rather than, uh, yeah, that stuff I was talking about, it didn't, it didn't go through. We, we missed step seven and step twelve. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> very good, very good. So uh, follow Casey at his YouTube uh, and get involved with this Sunday chat uh, that happens every week. Patrick, Even what's happening? The birth on... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Patrick, what's happening on your end of the country? Hey, everybody. So um, we need 3,000 more subscribers to this channel. And if we get them, I'm going to buy something from Mark. He doesn't even know what it is. So uh, it, it'll be a surprise. You guys will, you'll, if, if we awesome. get these 3,000 more, then uh, everybody will find out what I'm going to get Mark. To, and hopefully it can go right there in his background somewhere where you can all see it during the show. Nice. I like it. So uh, my usual shout-outs, as always, I'm with the Oregon Electric Vehicle Association. You can find us at oeva.org. And I blog occasionally at carswithcords.net. Check it out. Fantastic. Fantastic. And now Patrick's got me thinking. I can't even believe what uh, what he has announced because I that, that wasn't even planned, folks. Patrick is flying this. <laughs> I planned it. the seat of his pants. <laughs> letting things go. So uh, with that, we thank you all for joining us uh, this evening. Uh, if you uh, have uh, uh, some time next week, you can join us on Wednesday, and together we can find out what is happening in the Tesla life. No, no exit music, but we do want to thank Lee Moon anyways. I've got a way to do it. Thank you, Lee Moon. So we're not starting the show over. It's just, it's just the music again. Stay positive. Test negative. Bye, everybody. So, uh, have a great week, Yes. Uh, programming note, the podcast will be late this week.